our planners, why we need them, how we use them, and what gives us planner peace is different for everyone and can change frequently. I am not immune to this flip-flop situation, but I do feel like in this season, I have found a system that allows me to catch everything without being overwhelmed. Let's chat about category planning. Welcome to the Retro Hip Podcast, a show about home life, working smart, and being a crafty babe. Hi, I'm Andrea, and you probably know me online as Retro Hip Mama. I own Retro Hip Co., a company that runs on vintage-inspired creativity and a good mix of hustle and rest. I design and publish Retro Hip Magazine and create content to share as a reminder to women that our creativity is important and should take up space. I'm so excited to chat with you. Let's rock and roll. If you follow me on Instagram, then you've likely seen my planner set up a few or 700 times over the years. So you've probably seen my newest format, which is to plan my weeks by category. But first, let me rewind and give you a little background. We all know how most planners work and what the options are, right? Daily vertical, daily horizontal, weekly, by the hour, by the day broken into morning, evening, afternoon, or morning, afternoon, evening. Endless options, right? Which can be really overwhelming just to know where to start. And I've never really found a standard planner system to work well for me personally, Uh, partly because most of them are just too colorful. They're already pre-decorated and mostly because they're focused on times. And this led me to just resorting to a full brain dump list situation so I could focus on what I needed to do versus when I needed to do something. The way my life works at this stage and this season of having older kids working for myself is that my days are not bound by a time structure. For the last few years, I've developed my own rhythm for my days that you don't find in a traditional planner. I batch my days, I do my admin or creative work based on a feeling and not based on a day or a time. And I don't have calls or meetings or appointments that I need to work around. But this doesn't mean I have nothing to do. (laughs) I have so much to do since I homeschool my kid, run two businesses, plus work for other people and have a house to maintain. My brain dump weekly list was working really great until it wasn't. I needed to look at the list and know what things were for this company that I was working for or for that kid or for this section of my life. And it made me realize I needed to break my list into categories. So my next step was to simply use mild liners to color code the checkbox for each item. Uh, Each category was designated with a color and I just highlighted the box with the specific color. And at a glance, I was able to see you know, what items belonged to what categories. And it was a true light bulb moment for me, for sure. But I really wanted to level it up since my little task pad could only hold so many things and my lists were just getting kind of long. So I grabbed some Felicity Jane A5 grid paper from my planner stash and started to sketch out some ways that I could organize my new categories into a two-page spread. And the initial categories I labeled were work, home, and retro hip co. Then I wanted to have a section for content that I wanted to post, prayers I wanted to remember. And I also wanted a section of dinner ideas for the week, a calendar so that I can see the month that we're in and the month in the future, and plus a place to track any habits I was trying to 
have at that time. Each section had enough room for a list of things that would be my focuses and tasks for the week. And I used my own mock-up for a few weeks. And then I asked my sweet friend, Julie, from Plan to Create to create me a custom insert so I could print as many as I needed and could fill it in and fill it up just how I wanted. And the beauty of planning or listing by category is that I give myself grace and deadlines at the same time and feel less guilty about my list. For example, on a traditional daily planner, I might write down three things I want to get done today, even if they aren't due today, but the structure forces me to pick an arbitrary day to say I want to do something. Then life happens. Emails take longer than expected. A work issue comes up. A kiddo needs more attention than normal, whatever. And then that item doesn't get done on the day. And now it has to be crammed into tomorrow or the next day, which probably is already full. So there is some amount of guilt associated with that. Hey babe, quick news break. The presale window is open for the next issue of Retro Hip Magazine. It's also your chance to start a new magazine subscription if you want to guarantee your copy and get extra perks. The presale and new sub window is open from the 1st through the 14th of this month. So hop over to retrohip.co and see the subscription options or to pre-order your beautifully printed copy and have it mailed right to your door. If digital is more your style, the shop will be fully updated on the first of next month with all the new releases. You can shop right now at retrohip.co. By planning out my tasks for the whole week, I can batch my work into efficient rhythms instead of being constrained to doing something on a specific day. It's really hard <laughs> to explain with the words, but I'm really I'm going to try. So stick with me here. Let's say I have seven things on my list that fall under Retro Hipco that are all things I need to make. I will use my creative time to work on those things and see what I can get done, starting with the priorities or things with a closer or earlier deadline. This block of time isn't set in stone, but when I feel the creative urges coming on, I take advantage and I create until I'm tired or need a shift. Or let's say I have admin work to do for the week and I have three marketing emails to prepare and schedule by Wednesday. I know when I prefer to do admin work, either early, early in the morning or later in the evening during TV time. So I reserve those tasks for those times. I typically will not be doing admin stuff in the middle of the day. Obviously, this won't work for everyone. I know it didn't work for me when I worked outside the home and had, you know, clients and responsibilities within all within that one area of my life. And I'm not here to convince you to shift from time planning to rhythm planning, but I do want you to think of what your life categories are and just consider them if you're struggling with your current planner system. Dive into where your focuses need to be. You can go broad and do family, health, work, or you can get a little more specific and do clients, cleaning, dinners, kids. Maybe you can translate this into a work-related category list like projects, communication, admin, logistics. These are actually categories I use in my digital planning system. I use um, an online web uh app called Notion. And in my magazine timeline, I designate each task with an energy level that it takes for me to do the task. Is it brain work, creative work, communicating with people? 
I have found that knowing what kind of energy I need for a task helps me to know when I will be best suited to do it. And then I can batch a few things together instead of flip-flopping around between tasks with different energy level requirements. So yeah, my categories have subcategories. <laughs> so back to my paper planner. The format has evolved slightly, but since finding this category system, I found that I've stopped feeling like throwing my whole planner out and starting from scratch. Like I don't feel like that anymore. Um, I've been able to maintain it every single week since January of 2021. That's nearly 10 months with essentially the same setup. That's never happened for me. And I honestly attribute that to finding what works for my brain. How I see my tasks and what helps me focus on them is key. So here are a few things I want to leave you with today regarding planning and task listing. Number one, what works for one person may not work for another. Take stock of what is working in your current planner and what isn't and see if you can find a way to keep what you like while making the other parts work better. Number two, keep it simple. If you're struggling to keep up with a planner because it's not fully decorated or it's not perfect right now, just keep it simple. Make a list with checkboxes and tackle it. Number three, use what you have. A half-used notebook can be a perfect place to start. Go check out your stash of older planners and see if your new season may now fit into one of those older planners. Sketch out your own layout or format and see if there's something you can make for yourself. We all wear so many hats that keeping them on straight should earn us a reward. <laughs> give yourself some grace and give category planning a try. No commitment necessary. A great companion video to this topic is on my YouTube channel. The title is 2021 A5 Planner Setup and the link is in the show notes. Uh, I will also link to my friend Julie's Etsy shop where she has hundreds of planner inserts for all different sizes, as well as a link to my Instagram so you can see my categories in action. And if you made it this far, thank you. Here is a little something for you to use in my shop. Use code RETROHIP pod for 10% off your order. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Retro Hip Podcast. If you like the show and the stuff we chat about, please consider subscribing and leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. You can also screenshot and share the episode you're listening to so other babes can join the conversation. You can also hang out with me on Instagram at Retro Hip Mama because, well, I'm there a lot. And you can also join my email list. As an email subscriber, I keep you updated monthly on all things RetroHip Co. and you get a fun RetroHip magazine sampler when you sign up. Head over to RetroHip.co slash news. Thanks for listening.